from the top of the charts to the dusty $1 bin and everything in between, it's time for another review on Life to Labyrinth. What are you what are you drinking tonight, Emily? I'm having a red wine. A, is that a Riesling? It's a Riesling. A, it's a Riesling. No. That's, That's white. white. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Repasso. I'm in Italy. Oh, fancy. Oh. Aren't, aren't Italian wines sort of like more robust? Like you're supposed to, they don't go well on their own. They're more like a dinner wine. <laughs> I mean, sure. No. I don't know anything I about wine. I had dinner. I had dinner. We know you said Riesling. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I subscribe to the April Ludgate from Parks and Rec attitude where it's like, I think we can all agree that if you, that alt wine tastes the same, and if you pay more than $8 for wine, you are very stupid. That's super funny. That is funny. I pay a little well. bit more. But anyways. Yes. <laughs> I've learned my lessons the hard way. Well, I guess it's American, eight, eight American dollars. Yeah. <laughs> It's like wine under ten dollars tastes okay, but makes you feel like garbage. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I think. All Gotta right. watch the sugars. Bodacious. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> we're not a wine podcast. At the best of times, we're a music podcast. And if you're listening, thank you and welcome, either back or for the first time, to Life to Labyrinth. My name is Bryn. I'm Angie. I'm Emily. She did it herself this time. I did. I was nervous. Did great. You stumbled over your words far less than I did commenting on the fact that you did it. Winning. This week we're listening. This week we've been listening to one of Angie's picks, and I just feel like you know you're listening to the lunch hour. You're like on CBC right now. I love it. <laughs> I always get weird feelings when I listen to CBC because it just reminds me so much of growing up. My parents always had CBC on in the background. They still do. When I go there to visit, I have to yell over the radio. That's so funny. But like, if I hear the As It Happens things, I'm like, at the intro music, I'm like, ah. I love it. It immediately takes me back to being nine years old. Anywho. The physical response to the As It Happens music. To driving to Girl Guides with my dad. Yeah. It's a Anyways. Yes, so it was my pick this week. You had to deal with this. Suck it. Uh, yeah, this artist came into my brain for some reason when we were listening to... Let's see if we can get it right. The Prettiest. There you go. Ooh. Nailing it. First Which time. I literally blanked completely three seconds before that. Because I think I just wanted something a little bit rougher and harder and in my face. That sounds good. It's a good time. When I was listening to them, and for some reason, Jin Wing Boar popped into my head. And because it sounded like neither of you had heard of her, I thought we would listen to her uh, 2010 or 2011 album. Spotify says 2010. Wikipedia says 2011. Gravel and Spotify says 2011. Mine says 2010. (laughs) What's happening? Oh, maybe you got to pay for premium. I have premium. I should check my <laughs> Apple one. Anyways, I have uh, 20... Whatever. Let's yeah, say I talked over the year and the, and the album, so... <laughs> <laughs> say the album and name again, because I totally talked over it. Gin Wigmore's Gravel and Wine. Gravel and some wine! Yeah. 
I love her. I don't know how I discovered her. I'm pretty solidly sure it was either a commercial or a TV show because I'm pretty sure I heard a clip of her voice and was like, tell me more. And then got into a rabbit hole of, of um, listening to some of her albums. So she's uh, younger than Bryn and I, which is so rude to have three albums out and be 35. Anyways, three or four albums. So she's 35. She's from New Zealand. She does currently live in California. Funny thing that I was reading, she got into music when she wrote her first song at 14, which was inspired by David Gray's White Ladder, which I don't know if you know this about me, but that is my most favorite adult contemporary singer in the world. I love David Gray and it's totally the kind of shit you hear at a doctor's office on Magic 100 and I don't care. I love him. Uh, and White Ladder is a glorious album and everyone hates that I hate this or love this guy, but I love David Gray. Babylon? Yeah. yeah. Love it. I love it. I love it all. I have I've <laughs> owned most of the albums. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm, I mean, whatever. And then she won an international songwriting competition, which was, seems like a big deal. It was uh, all over the world and had a ton of uh, contestants in 2004. So a couple albums before this one. Uh, Holy Smoke is also a really good one to listen to, uh, 2009. Anyways, before I get too much into it, I'm obsessed with that raspy, smoky, whiskey voice. I can listen to it all day long. Tell me your thoughts on it, team. Back to what you were saying about trying to remember when you first found her, like whether it was a movie or something, when I listened to Black Sheep and Man Like That, the first two tracks, I was like, this isn't a movie or a TV show. And like, I listened to the full album and then I went and started looking around. And I think Black Sheep's in a couple episodes of things I've never seen. So I'm like, where have I heard that before? Anyway. I don't think it listed them all because... I was also looking that up to see what it was in, and it was Grey's Anatomy, Teen yeah. Wolf, Good Wife, Good Wife, yeah, and a commercial for Guinness, and mm. a commercial for Nissan. But mm. I also like kind of, kind of feel like they were in Sons of Anarchy at some point. So I'm debating. I'm wondering if not everything was listed. But keep going. So you've heard it. According to Wikipedia, Black Sheep was featured in the trailer for Orange Is New Black. Okay. I think I watched the first season of that. Her voice is super interesting. Like, it is that gravelly... I didn't mean to do that, but... <laughs> smoky, like... I don't know. I don't know what. But anyway, I I was super interested to hear her speaking voice because I was like, does she, like, purposely smoke, like, three packs a day, like Tom Waits <laughs> or whatever? And her speaking voice is not like that at all. And I was like, oh, okay. Anyway... Those are my initials. She just has like an HR voice. She just sounds like <laughs> Janet from HR. Just, just like, hi, how are you? Just come on I, in, let's have a chat. And when she's singing, she's like, I'm breaking it down. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I even found in some of her more recent music that she doesn't have the same kind of rasp. I know she's had a couple kids and sometimes we've talked about this with Alanis Morissette, like her voice has changed quite dramatically over the years, I find. When I listen to her now, it's just certainly not Jagged Little Pill, but... Um, yeah, I did notice that her voice changes a little bit in passing. But, uh, uh, Brynn, what did you think of it? Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked how 
the album touched a lot of sort of different genres and reminded me of a lot of different things. Right off the top, since we're already talking about her voice, I just kept hearing the Australian singer Tones and I, uh, Tony Watson, who sings Dance Monkey. I just kept hearing her voice and I was like, is this the same person? Like, because I haven't really listened to Dance Monkey or any other music by Tones and I, who's Australian and Jim Wigmore is uh, New Zealand. So maybe it's just how they sing in that part of the world. I don't know. But, <laughs> just um, pulling out raspy. It may be. They're just, there's so much uh, space. They have to just yell all the time. <laughs> Um, the sheep. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> that was my initial thought about her voice. I mean, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I was just like, wow, she almost sounds like the dance monkey woman. Mm. So anyway, she's not. <laughs> but I was thought maybe that it was just one of her projects because I know nothing about this woman. I thought the song was a sweet hell with that she duets with. I don't know who she does a duet with, but it just reminded me a lot of when Nancy Sinatra married Lee Hazelwood and they started doing country duets. If you haven't heard those, they're sort of like hilariously 1970s charming. Because <laughs> Nancy Sinatra is sort of like known for these boots are made for walking. And then she sings this like really like old school country music with her husband at the time, Lee Hazelwood, which is just the funniest thing. But <laughs> that reminded me of it. I forget which song it was, but I think it might have been Dirty Love or something. Like, which it almost sounds like a cabaret song. So there's a lot of different genres kind of all over the place. I think she, like, not only does she have sort of the smoky, gravelly voice, as Angie put it so perfectly, she kind of uses it really effectively. It sounds very sort of, like, distinct, like Tones and I, but the way she uses it, it doesn't sort of get old. Like, I think had her music not been more interest or had not been as interesting as it was, her voice probably would have started to bother me by two-thirds of the way through the album. And mm-hmm. it kind of never got to that point. Sweet Hell, maybe, but I think she was just trying to do that sort of country ragtime bluegrass thing yeah and just i don't know again if she's writing a lot of these songs herself or she's doing them like lyrics and stuff but i really liked the song happy ever after where the title leads you to think it's going to be a happy song but then the topic of it is all about someone that you thought was going to be your happy ever after and then turned out not to be and i was like oh we've all had those people Mm -hmm. we're like oh this is it this is the one and then it's like (laughs) nope (laughs) (laughs) As I I like to say, I've had several relationships somewhat quickly, somewhat slowly, and they've all failed. So don't take any relationship (laughs) advice from me. I mean, most relationships fail, right? We only, only one technically can work out. I'm glad you brought that up. That's right. That's right. Only you are there in the end. And that's where the love needs to go. Self-love. When they put you in the ground, you're surrounded by dirt and yourself. That's right. This got deep. (laughs) I'm glad you brought up the different genres because apparently she had been traveling in um, the southern states for the few months leading up to recording this album for inspiration and you certainly feel it in different songs but there's also yeah a whole bunch of other things thrown in there and if you watch some of the videos like she does She's also gorgeous, so I hate... There's a lyric in the song where she's like, I wasn't born a beauty queen, and you're like, mm. fuck you. You're blonde, <laughs> and, blonde and rock star skinny. Okay, lovely. Uh, now that you blowed up, bitch. <laughs> she still looks good. But yeah, de- totally different... Um, different aspects to her music all make it interesting for sure. If she'd all... If she'd like wailed through Black Sheep and all of them, you're right. It would have been like tone it down but i 
fucking love Black Sheep. It is the best song to just blast in your car mm-hmm. <laughs> and scream along to. But yeah, definitely different influences in there. And when I was reading about her, I was trying to f- find who the media was comparing her to because I don't know that person you mentioned. I have no idea who that is. But like when the media was talking, the media, the medias, um, <laughs> the articles I was reading, they were. Uh, they mentioned Macy Gray, okay, mm-hmm. a little bit, but I also read like, oh god, who else? Feist and Fiona oh, Apple, and I'm like, no, no. I don't, I don't maybe, hear a lot of Fiona Apple. Maybe for the songwriting portion of it, but I, th- I've just never heard a voice like that, and I'm a sucker for something that's super unique that you was like, you're, no one else sounds like that which is why I love Christina Aguilera as well, because I'm like, you know exactly who it is when you hear it. You're like, I know who that is. I know who that is singing. But um, I find her voice wild, considering she is a rock star, skinny, blonde lady. She can fucking wail it. (laughs) She can wail it. Yeah, I was thinking, like, now that you say Macy Gray, I, I get that. Yeah. But I think Macy Gray, I mean, like, I can only think of, like, the two songs from the 90s. And they were, like, basically the same. Like, she, Jen Wigmore has a lot more range, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, like you guys were saying. I was also... No, if you had to sing one of those songs, Emily, how would that go? (laughs) Well, I would get my tambourine, and I would (laughs) do a lot of woes and ohs. That's about it. My favorite, can I just tell you a quick story? My favorite Macy Gray... Um, memory is from the MTV show Cribs that she featured on and at one point she's showing MTV Cribs her pool outside as they often did and her kids are in her pool or in the pool and she's like that's my kids in my pool and then she just turns around and goes hello my beautiful babies (laughs) (laughs) amazing there's like uh hi wow (laughs) i remember when everyone thought she said santa claus and i try i still don't know what the lyrics were but that was like the best misheard lyric ever and i still don't know what it is santa claus Um, I can't picture when that is in the song. It's at the end. I can still see the music video. She's like standing in a park. She's got a blue jacket on. Anyway, whatever. Or an orange jacket. One of the above. (laughs) But she also kind of reminded me of a much less polished Serena Ryder. Yep. I got some vibes on that. She, um, like, my knowledge of Serena Ryder is minimal. Like, Same. I mean, I've heard her on the radio. Like, if the alternative radio station is on, like, I'll be able to pick out who she is. But, like, I've never listened to a full album. So I kind of got a little bit of her. But, yeah, I, don't, I couldn't really think of anybody else when I was listening to it. Which is a good thing, because I like to compare things. Yeah. <laughs> I get, I get stuck in it. I did for Broken Bells for like the first three times I listened <laughs> to the album. I was like, uh, yes, yes, Death Cat for Cutie. And then like, mm. anyways, I did a lot of wormholing in that one. But <laughs> yeah, I think what I was reading about her is I'm kind of surprised and it's kind of hard to gauge these things. I'm just surprised she wasn't more well-known or more famous considering how commercially totally successful she was. So in 2008, she toured New Zealand with John Mellencamp and Sheryl Crow. Like, those are not some fucking nobodies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll draw a crowd yeah. between Yeah, no, like, and 
One of uh, her songs from some of her songs from her 2009 album were featured on Weeds and Lowe's commercials, Hmm. which is whatever, neither here nor there. (laughs) Man Like That from this album was on one of Obama's summer's playlists. So Hmm. Obama, you're fucking cool. So cool. So badass. And we already talked about what Black Sheep was in, but Kill of the Night was in Teen Wolf, Pretty Little Liars, 666 Park Avenue. It was actually the theme songs of two TV shows I'd never heard of. And it was in like a Johnny Walker commercial, in a Skyfall Heineken commercial, Alpha Romeo commercial. Like crazy amounts of commercially successful endeavors, yet no one ever knows who she is. Yeah. When I am like, oh, hmm. th- you know, whatever, it, she doesn't seem very well known. And it kind of surprises me. And I'm not sure why, because I think she's got an amazing voice. And obviously, she can fucking write a song. And she can, like you said, have crazy range. And I don't think she's very well known. And I'm. Wondering if that's because she kept to the indie side of things. Hmm. We've had this conversation before in the podcast. It's like, why does someone get giant like, I don't know, Taylor Swift? And then to someone who like actually has talent. No, I shouldn't say that. I don't know anything about Taylor Swift. Sorry. They're, those are, it's a big thing to say. Next, she's going to be like, and I don't really care much for Beyonce. <laughs> I, like, I can't also don't care now. for Beyonce. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's... Um, the beehive is going to yep. ruin us. <laughs> the other person she reminded me of solely based on her eyeliner was Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. I know she didn't have the wings, but it's just like that heavy, heavy eye makeup. And she just looks so cool. I'm she like, looks so cool. No, she's got a bit of I'm, um, Amy. She's got a bit of Amy Winehouse and that. Uh, I, I also was reminded of Amy Winehouse just because of that like very strong voice coming out of the little thing and just kind of um, having a very special, unique thing that you can't teach. Like, I did yeah. think I did think of Amy a bit. Yeah. Maybe some of the jazzy numbers as well. Yeah. I, you know what? It'd be really interesting to hear her cover Amy. I would love to mm. see how that goes. I will write her a letter. That'd be really interesting because her vocal range is obviously quite different than where Amy sounds. Yes. I mean, obviously you could do it in whatever key mm-hmm. work. Sure, it just—it would be interesting to hear her voice do mm-hmm, those songs. Hundred yeah. percent. She was also on the Vans Warped tour, tour, which is also, you know, a big Hard deal. Tour. Find Angie there in the summer. I have—I have been to one of those. I was going to cool. say I haven't. I've never been to Vans Warped been. tour. But she currently uh, runs a hotel with her husband <laughs> in Palm Springs, California. We're all going to go to that hotel. It She's looks, so cool. It looks beautiful. It's $255 a night. I will do it. It's okay. It looks gorgeous. Road trip for the podcast. Baby moon. Her husband (laughs) is also a singer. I, of course, wormholed and and looked him up. And his band sounds like a a shrieky, uh, a yelling, shrieky rage against the machine. Okay. So once again, a really, really talented songstress like Alanis has married someone that you don't much care well, for. Well, I did not care for it. I just listened to like 30 seconds of a song. It was like fascinating. Mm. But I don't think she's super well known. <laughs> like, I don't think she is like Alanis and Soli. <laughs> I love saying it. It just kills me. I don't know why. Mm. It's so funny. <laughs> but both musicians, which is interesting. And she's had a couple kids. She's had two boys, I think, recently. But she now resides in the States. I just don't know uh, why she isn't more well known. 
that's what I think. These are my these are my questions I'm hmm. left with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's it's like you say, you know, these these amazing artists that we've discovered or you know been introduced to through doing this, and it's like, why are these people not yeah. enormous? Yeah. Even just for the one album, like this album is fantastic. This album would stand up yeah. against anything. And the and the song that was featured in the Heineken commercial, like Daniel Craig was in the Heineken commercial. And I'm mm-hmm. fairly certain I saw him was like, who is singing that? <laughs> but I'm surprised where people didn't find their way to her through that. Yeah. Get your Shazam out, people. Yeah. Yeah. She must, like, I assume she's huge in New Zealand. Yeah. So I wonder if it's like, it just didn't translate at the right time or maybe she just didn't want that. Like, I don't know that I could see her in a venue, like a massive venue. I just don't think it would translate, you know? Like, yeah, not, not, I, I, I couldn't see her at like a stadium tour. Like, yeah, I don't know if her music translates that way, but I mean, she should be someone that like, much like Cheryl Crow could very yeah. easily sell lots of albums and successfully do like summer And she's not a good singer. And sell out like- <laughs> I love her, yeah. not a great singer. Yeah. It might. Agreed. Certainly not at this level. Not at this level. She's more like, yeah, speak talking and stuff. Cheryl Crow's not really my jam, but for someone like that, like, I could see her really yeah, I literally successful. cannot think of a single song that that woman sings. I know who she is, obviously. Every day is a winding road. No. Oh, um, okay. You know, I just always laugh when someone's like a professional musician and there's negative zero effort on like uniqueness or any vibrato. They're just like, all I want to do is have some fun. I got a feeling. Um, and you're like, oh, you're, you're not even trying, but I love it. And I know you're sticking to it and it's great. <laughs> can't believe I just had a brain fart on Cheryl Crow. I'm like, Lance Armstrong. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. testicle. One testicle. Yeah, exactly. Cancer. Not good. Doping. Okay. <laughs> no music. No, nothing memorable. Did you there. listen to that podcast? Yes. The, okay. The Lance Armstrong one? Okay. I did. Emily I did. and I are podcast sisters. Yeah. I just started Operation. Right. The one? Oh, the sec- Operator? The sex line one? Yeah, Operator? yeah, yeah. Operator? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good. <sighs> good. I was just going to read a quick quote from this uh, New Zealand music. I promised myself I wouldn't try to do the accent. I can't I do it. I was wondering if you were practicing. No. And I wanted to message you all week to see how that was going. I just have to keep a Brit, Brit and Jermaine. <laughs> so I, Brit. Yeah. Present? Are we present? It's really hard to do. It's like South African. I can't. I just can't. New Zealand music. Dot org, whatever. Uh, Jin Weimore is a distinctive singer-songwriter whose sound is driven by a startling voice. Her delivery succinctly described by a critic as whiskey and dry, and whose self-penned songs provide a refreshing new take on life and yet relate across the generations. I thought that was very nice, and I almost said self-peened, but it's self-penned. <laughs> I just thought immediately and I was like, peened. Oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, I like whiskey and dry. I like mm-hmm. I like that description. She's got something going on. She does. I I felt out of breath for her. I like the first <laughs> part of it, like all the the high energy songs. And then I really like I know last week when we were talking about Broken Bells, it was kind of the opposite. Like when they when they brought it down, it was like, eh. But 
I was surprised because I like I loved the slower ones. I maybe it was the mood I was in this week, but I was like all about it. Like、mm. I think even like singing my soul that one. I just I loved it. It was so simple, and it was just her voice and a guitar. I'm pretty sure, and it was it was just so nice. I really liked it. I liked the lyrics. It was good. Yeah, it is fun that she can deliver like. The greatest scream out the window song, followed、mm-hmm. by a ballad, yeah, it, it, with a different tone, a hundred percent. Fun fact: the beginning of "Don't Stop" was my cell phone ringtone for many, many years, and every time that song starts, I get anxious. <laughs> I'm like, someone's calling me. This is stressful. That's so funny. But it actually is a super cute song. I thought it was gonna be Fleetwood Mac's "Don't Stop," and I was like, "Oh, I'm worried for this I know. one." <laughs> like, don't stop thinking about. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? That would have been gross. I think a little bit. I was. That's why I was panicking because I was like, "Okay, I'm going、yeah. through this in order," and I'm like, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> be prepared. You're just trying to have, like trigger yourself like a dentist's office PTSD. Like, why is this your ringtone? <laughs> No, I think the reason that it does stress me out so much is I think I was working at a terrible job at the time that I would get called into. I don't know because as soon as the song starts, I'm、mm. like, <laughs> stress. One of the jobs that I had over the last few years, we had a.、Um, this is back in the day when we they would give us a BlackBerry to be the on-call、mm-hmm. phone, and to this day. I suspect it's been some time since I heard a BlackBerry ringtone. But even a couple of years ago, I was like in a big camp with scouts, and someone next door to us camping had a BlackBerry that rang that way. And I swear to God, like I went cold, like I almost burst, broke out in cold sweat. Like I heard it from like over there at camp, and I was still just like, no. It's stressful. <laughs> You certainly associate things with those sounds. I don't even like hearing a ringtone ever. I'm like, why is anyone calling me? I had to have this conversation with my mom this week. She's like, you didn't call me back twice, and I'm like, text me and tell me that you need me to call you.、Mm. I'm like, I will see that you've called. I will forget it, and two hours later, it's gone from my brain. If you text me and go, please call me now, I will call you back. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what my ringtone is these days. <laughs> I don't either because it vibrates. Vibrate. Yeah, vibrate. <laughs> the correct yeah. answer is vibrate. The correct answer is silent, and I will ignore it later.、Yes. <laughs> Quite often, when we start talking about albums, we talk about how we sort of peter off in the second half. Did you guys find that in this album as well, like you did in the one from last week? I didn't. I I liked it more as it got towards the end. To be honest. Oh, I, I did a little because I just want to listen to Black Sheep on repeat. I just every time <laughs> it starts, I'm just like, "Fuck yes!" And then when I get to maybe like the third or fourth or fifth slow song, I'm like, "You know what? I'm just going to listen to Black Sheep one more time. I'm just going to let me bring it back in." <laughs> so I a little bit, but I also don't think I'd ever listen to the whole album. I mean, I obviously、oh, yeah. did at some point, but I'm sure I may not have. I'm just like put black sheep on repeat、mm-hmm. and just let me yell at the window.、Um, I would I would agree with you though. I I haven't I didn't really peter、no. out on this. It kind of changed as I mentioned earlier. It changed genres just enough that it kept it interesting. And yeah, there was some songs got a little slow, but those are the ones I find stuck in my head. Like I don't know the names, but that one that's like I'm breaking it down, breaking it down again. 
that one got stuck mm. in my head all the time. Like all week I had that in my head. Yeah. Wish I knew what song it was. <laughs> I probably listened to it. <laughs> but I wasn't paying attention to the track listing. I was just like in the car and mm. I'd have, you know, I was doing a bit fair bit of driving like places I, I'm not accustomed to going this past week. And so I kind of had Google Maps running a lot. So it was just kind of playing on and behind Google Maps. So I, I genuinely didn't know what songs were Turn left. I'm a bad <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we used to talk on the podcast about did it make you want to listen to other artists? Did that do uh, did that happen for anyone? It didn't for me actually. It didn't make no. anything pop into my head that I needed to listen to. No. No. As I said, maybe it reminded me of the woman that sings Dance Monkey, but I didn't listen to Dance Monkey. I find, I think that um, I'm having sort of a renaissance with the albums because we did we had that break effectively with the musicals. Where like I'd watch the movie once and then I wouldn't think about the podcast mm -hmm. all week, other than like when I had to edit it. But in this case, the last couple of, of weeks where we've listened to like actual albums again, I'm just like putting them on and just jamming yeah. them. Like I'm not jumping around and I'm not really looking for palate cleansers to sort of give myself a break from the albums. Maybe you guys are just coming up with some great picks. Obviously. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see about my pick this week if you guys feel the same week. <laughs> yeah, if you could <laughs> bring it, way, that but... would be great. If you could keep it at this level, <laughs> I'll try. I I genuinely don't know what I'm bringing this week. I know the name of the artist and the name of the album, but I genuinely Oh, exciting. That's fun. I almost did that for this week. I was telling Emily, I, think, I said, I'm going to go full pop, full, I don't want to say modern, but like what people listen to these current. days. Current. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I may still do it. But I did prepare a small trivia game Ooh, called of. New Zealand or Not. Ooh. Ooh. Cool. I mean, it's going to take five seconds. Look at you pushing, pushing the, the, the story and the, and the episode forward. It's going to take five seconds. It's not very exciting. Are these artists from New Zealand or are they not? And I've tried to make it tricky. So all the other artists are generally from Australia. So Ooh. it's a little bit of a fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> They're okay. actually all from Tasmania. <laughs> or maybe none of them are from New Zealand. And this is just, haha. It's all just a prank. Okay, New Zealand or not, the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees, not. not. Correct. Crowded House. I don't even no. know who that is. Okay, homework. And, yep. uh, oh, the ringtone just came on. PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm going to change it to Black Sheep, I guess. Okay. Um, Crowded House is a trick question. Some are from Australia and some are from New Zealand. Mm. Natalie Imbruglia. No. I'm just going to say yes. Okay, no. She's Australian. <laughs> Should have went with Emily's confidence. <laughs> In excess. No. No. Nick Cave. No. No. No, no, idea. no he's not. He's Australian. Yeah, he is. He's Sli got a statue. Slight of the Concords. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Savage Garden. I feel like this might be a trick, but I'm going to say no. Yes. No, Australian. Uh, Daniel Bedingfield. No. no. I don't know. Who's that? Should Just gotta get it? through this. Just gotta get through this. Just oh. gotta get, gotta get. It's like a dance song from uh, 20 years ago. I don't like when I say 20. That's not right. It might be right. It is right. The year 2001. <laughs> yeah, probably. Fuck me. Uh, uh, Olivia Newton-John. No, she's, a, she's no. Australian, I think. Australian. Midnight Oil. I don't know who they are. Okay. 
you do. I'm sure you've heard this, uh, their songs. Uh, no, uh, Lord. Yes? Question mark? <laughs> I don't think she's, a, I don't think she's from New Zealand. I don't think so. She is from New Zealand. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, last one, which won't be hard, because we already know, but Kylie Minogue. No. Loved her. Correct. Because we went hard into In Excess, and we watched some documentaries, and we got really intense, and Kylie Minogue entered our lives again. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know In Excess. And then I, I was like, oh, no, I do. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, just put on this album, Emily, and you're like, oh, yeah, I, yep. <laughs> And dun, then I thought dun, that dun. one song was Elton John. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Which I picked right away. I was like, I know yeah. exactly what song. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, that was super funny. <laughs> I did look up Midnight Oil. Yeah. Beds are burning. Beds are burning! Oh. How do okay. we sleep while our beds are burning? Oh, Fun fact, I stumbled onto some pub trivia on Monday night by accident, and the one category that we won was music related, and I I contributed to that, so. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> you can bring the you- next <laughs> trivia. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't do that, I can only answer. Okay. <laughs> you just reminded me that I kind of half committed at work to do a vendor music trivia thing that was supposed to be for prizes, and they invited me to it. I was like, sure, I'll do that. And I don't think they ever sent me the calendar invite. <laughs> like, I got an wah, email about wah. it, which I think, I think the email they sent me had the time and day, but there was no calendar invite, so I couldn't just be like, accept, and then forget about it till it sent me a notification like 15 minutes oh, before no. it was happening. It may be done. I may have missed it, but I guess tomorrow's only thursday it's probably over it's probably that's that's fine (laughs) let it go (laughs) emily crowded house is don't dream it's over you're gonna have to okay hey now hey now don't dream thank you you guys thank you I'm just here for you guys to sing to me. Cheryl no Crow songs in Crowded yeah. House. You'll, you'll find, you'll find, I was super bashful and didn't want to sing when we first started the podcast. And then it's just like, you can't help but start singing when you're talking about music. Cause it's like, you just had that moment. I don't know what that song is. It's like, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. here it and, is. Here we go. And, <laughs> and, uh, sit back and relax. Cause we're about to give it to you. Acapella style. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I'll get there. Gotta do it. I don't. Know. I didn't believe so either. I, I didn't don't believe know. so either. I've spent my whole life trying to avoid speaking into a microphone, so this is this like is exciting. One, this is one really big step for me. So, are there not other crowded house songs? I'm looking at the other ones and I'm like, nah. I think so, but I think they're sort of like Bevo, where they were really, really massive everywhere but North America. Mm. All right, I'll accept that you didn't know them because I can't. None of these. Oh yeah, this song sounds familiar. Any hoozle. It makes me want to listen to Nick Cave, though. Forgot about him. You know what it's making me think about? What band is this guy in that I fucking love? Mm-hmm. This is our podcast now. Just <laughs> hang out with us while we Google things. It made me think of Men at Work, and it made me think of Colin Hay. Because I uh, adore, uh, I adore Colin Hay. I, I was surprised Colin Hay didn't come up in that trivia that you just hit us with. Uh, yeah. He's Scottish-Australian, so that would have been confusing. You're right. But he sings The Land Down Under. Like, that's, yeah. that's about as in in the wheelhouse of that trivia. He, <laughs> I, was, I was looking up, 
like I just looked up lists and he didn't come up on anything. So maybe they've disowned him. Anyways, I love Colin he Hay. Disowned them. Yeah, you and uh, Zach Braff. Yep. Mm. And she—he's like the adopted uncle of Sia. No big deal. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. I'm like, no, I'm gonna listen to Colin Hay this week. Colin Hay and David Gray, 100% is like a being stuck in an adult contemporary elevator. And I'm okay. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I don't know if I know. Any David Gray songs that I could name? You know Babylon, and I'm not going to sing it. I'm not. Well, now I have no musical <laughs> frame of reference for this song that you give me. If I you genuinely recording, don't. Maybe. <laughs> if you want to come and get it, crying out loud, the things that I was giving you was never in doubt. No, that song? You got to do the... No, maybe, maybe sing let me the bridge. Let go of your heart, let go of your head. Feel it now. If you don't know, I don't. You don't know it. Oh, do you no. know this year's love? I'm listening to Christ. Yes. This is so loud. Sorry. Well, oh, um, this year's loving. It'll last. Heaven yeah. knows it's high time. Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> Sorry. I really want to. Uh, you did such a great job. I didn't. It wasn't <laughs> it, my best it was work. Good. Sail away. Okay. Well, maybe you should need like to do. Sticks? No, this. Yeah, I was like, I maybe sail we're getting warmer. Sail away from me, honey. You might just have to listen to him and see if you've ever heard of him. Maybe you haven't. I'd well, be you're surprised. Have to, you're to suggest him one week. Suggest him one week. Oh boy. We'll make that happen. Okay. And you just sing the whole album for us. I'll do it. Just turn down our mics. I'll do it. <laughs> it'll be terrible, but I'll do it. House. I crowded houses. Don't Dream It's Over is one of those songs where, like, I set about purposefully to learn every word to it. Perfect. Because <laughs> I mean, there's so why many. Not? And he sings it so quickly. That's true. I was true. like, I oh, want to be the guy that actually can sing along to this song in the grocery store. Because that's what my life's like now. <laughs> <laughs> that's what counts as exciting. That, that was me uh, with uh, Meatloaf's Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. So I was like, I gotta nail this one. That's so funny. Like, I can do the whole baseball part. Yeah. All of it. Oh, All of my it. God. Both, both the girl and the guy parts. I got it. Hilarious. <laughs> Angie, were you there when they made us listen to that song in health class in high school? What song? They did? Did they? What a great teacher. Yep. Two of the teachers, two of the gym teachers, um, Mr. Dunn and... Whichever the British one was with the crazy hair. It's a Steph. Yes. They combined their two gym classes in the multi-purpose room, made us sit down, handed out the lyric sheets, and made us yes. listen to Paradise by the Dashboard Light. I don't recall this. Then asked us th- things about... First base. And as we sat there completely <laughs> bewildered, well, this is this was apparently our sex ed class. Just listen to this, kids. Don't do this. <laughs> this is why we're all fucked no. up. Boys, don't don't pressure a woman like in this song. Don't be like Meatloaf. <laughs> but no, it was funny because afterwards, and this this is really just a story for Angie. Afterwards, they like asked us, they're like, well, what do you think is like important in a relationship? And you know, all these people were like, you know, honesty and humor and like, you know, a certain level of attraction. Like we were like ninth grade, right? <laughs> and um, just trying to tell them the answers that they thought they wanted to know. And this girl named Missy Marie <laughs> put her hand up and very matter-of-factly said, frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is so relevant for the time. Amazing. <laughs> oh my god. I also don't know who that person is. 
Oh, I think her name was Melissa Woldridge. Oh, time. yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> That's so funny. And I so thought at you the were end, they were like money. taking a survey and they were like, so what do you guys think is important? Honesty, humor, height, frosted tips. Guy Fieri. <laughs> she was obviously a fan of NSYNC. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Uh, it was so funny. I don't have a whole lot of really vivid, funny high school memories, but that one, like, that's good. To this day, like, I still have her on Facebook. We're not, we're not close. We were never friends, but we just ended up on Facebook because we had mutual friends in 2007. I guess I've never taken her off of my Facebook. <laughs> to this day, when I see her, all I can hear is frosted tips. <laughs> that's amazing. I don't think I was in that class, sadly enough. This is, I mean, uh, not that I'd ever remember. That's so funny. It was. I don't was remember amazing. sex that, in like, class at all, so this is shocking to me that we had it. <laughs> I felt like I had to pioneer through it. I feel like I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, that was the year that they made us watch the birth video. I wasn't mm. there for it, though, but... No, I feel like I would remember that. I've seen the live show. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> there was no spoilers for me from high school. That's, that's super funny. Okay, Minnie. What are we, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Um, I think this was great. Um, my final thoughts are sort of echoing my first thoughts. <laughs> it changes genres quite a bit. Her voice doesn't get tiresome, even though by the time you get to about the third song, you think, oh man, how am I going to get through the next, like, 35 minutes? Mm -hmm. It's just, like, the songs there are very good, and Black Sheep, you're probably going to get stuck there, unless you purposefully listen to the whole thing. And don't feel bad if you do get stuck there. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a good it's a good one. I mean, <laughs> it's got 16 million listens. The rest don't. Although, Kill of the Night apparently has 33 million. Yeah. So listen to on the yeah, album. That's the other one that was featured in a bunch of stuff, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. Be. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you've uh, wondered where the who's singing the songs in all of your favorite commercials. It's probably Jin uh, Widmore. Check it out. Yeah. Um, my final thoughts. It was it was a fun album to listen to. Like now I know if I ever hear her, it's it's Jen Wigmore, like by like no doubt. She's super versatile. Her high energy songs are good, but if that doesn't work, there's a lot of chill beats for you. I really enjoyed it and it's gonna stay in my uh, playlist for a long time. So thank you. Nice. Yeah, I would say this is an artist totally worth listening to. Um and yeah, let's make her famous, team. <laughs> and don't be afraid Do to pick up new artists on Heineken commercials, because this isn't the only gal that's totally copied yeah. some new music from Heineken or, or Guinness commercials, <laughs> where I'm like, go on. Um, but it is a fun way to pick up new music. I think her voice is amazing. I think there's so many layers to it. It's super textured, and you can kind of listen to her all day because it does keep changing, which is awesome and i will try not to just listen to black sheep on repeat but i kind of <laughs> love it a lot uh it's just really badass and her voice is like so strong and so cool and raspy i wish i was friends with her she seems cool i wish i was her but i'm not well we're gonna road trip to her hotel one day yeah <laughs> fangirl all the way there yes <laughs> okay, we have to do it now so we can actually be humans when we get there and just not, like, get thrown out. <laughs> I, I know. Jen! <laughs> I know. What happens when fans come and stay at your hotel? Anyways. I don't know. We'll be cool. 
we'll find out. Yep. <laughs> so what's going on for next week, Bryn? So for this coming week, I have sort of, I guess because of like YouTube suggestions based on like what I watch, I keep coming across somebody named J Jacob Collier, yeah. who is like this music theory master student. He's, but he's only in his 20s. He's like incredibly smart. Um, and I very, very highly encourage you to youtube him and f just watch him talk about music so because i've just enjoyed his talks about music and his examples and stuff he's got perfect pitch so he'll he has this sort of like party trick where he like sings a note and you play it on the piano and be like the piano is actually out of tune <laughs> anyway he has a few albums out and he released one in 2020 which was basically nominated for a whole bunch of grammys and it's called jesse volume three now that's d j e s s e volume three so i figure let's just listen to his most recent one that was nominated for a bunch of awards and see how it goes i know nothing about this guy other than he's really young he writes all the music himself he writes the lyrics and he is this like a musical genius for lack of a better term at the very least he's he's exceptionally knowledgeable about music theory so he probably crafts some very interesting songs and i'm interested to see what it sounds like what type of music is very it? interesting to listen to i have no idea <laughs> oh i thought you would like what kind of grammy was he nominated for no i have no idea oh, okay i'll i'll do all that research <laughs> i hope <week>. it's experimental <laughs> like what's that saw thing where <laughs> oh, yeah. he's, oh. he's playing the saw <laughs> It's two hours of that. I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I sort of snipped around the album a little bit, to be honest, because I didn't want to just like be like, OK, we're going to listen to this guy. And it turns out to be like extremely experimental jazz. <laughs> or, or the song. That's the kind of thing that we need to do if Steven ever comes back. <laughs> just be like, OK, so the first album back is just like this more brutal listening experience. And he'll probably love it anyway. <laughs> so it's it sounds sort of poppy from what I've heard. OK. Cool. Watching him perform it live is amazing too, because he's just like all over the place, and he makes all of his music himself. He records it himself. He masters it himself in like this room at his parents' house. Awesome, amazing, cool. And he's British, so you know he's got that going for him, Angie. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> Lives in London. London. So anyway, that's London. my pick, Jacob Collier, Jesse Volume Three. Let's see what that's about. Awesome. Okay. Another one. Another one in the bag. We seem to be building a bit of an audience, so if you are listening, thanks so much. Find us on Instagram, Life Number Two Labyrinth. I don't. Stephen was kind of taking care of our Twitter. I think he might still be, but I take care of our Instagram, which is why it's probably mediocre at best. But uh, find us there. Hit us up. We do get the occasional suggestion. I'm afraid we haven't been able to squeak any of them into the podcast yet. We probably should, but we we've been trying to lock down having a, a consistent three hosts for a while. So <laughs> maybe we found that now. I'm not sure. But we'll see. Thanks, guys. And if you're still listening, thank you very much for being here. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Life to Labyrinth podcast. Theme music by Devin Rose. Find Devin on Bandcamp or any streaming service. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Life Number Two Labyrinth. <laughs>